0: Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa and I'm Lindsay and today we have what some people call America's most haunted house and this is in San Diego, California which I've actually never been to. I've been to LA but I've never been to San Diego and I've always heard that they have the most amazing weather in the world. Yeah, do you remember a few years ago we went to LA and we were staying in Newport Beach Yes. It was unbelievable. My guess is it's got to be something like that. Yeah, I agree. So the weather is supposed to be amazing. I've always wanted to go to San Diego. And this is in like a really cool part of town too. It's in this part of town called Old Town. And it's basically like a small little downtown area with a bunch of bars and stuff like that where you can go get a beer or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's right there. So if you happen to be in San Diego, this is going to be a definite stop. This is your haunted holiday at the Whaley house. So Thomas Whaley, the original builder of the Whaley House, actually moved to San Diego from New York City and he was a businessman and he moved there in the mid-1800s. And when he got there, he, you know, kind of made some businesses around town, decided he was going to build this amazing house there and he needed land for this. So in 1855, he decided to buy some land. And it was super cheap because, hey, why not? Everybody wants a deal, right? Not so sure about this deal, though, okay? So there was a reason, Lindsay, that this land was cheap. And it was actually the former gallows. So where they would hang criminals was right here where he decided to build his home. Wow. I wonder if he knew that that's what was happening on the land. I am so glad you asked because he did know. This is how cheap this dude is, by the way. Let's just (laughs) hold up for a second here. Because all I know is if I'm getting ready to build a home and I see a really cheap price and it's, oh, this just happens to be where, you know, we used to execute people and Mm -hmm. hang them. I'd be like, "Eh, I don't think so yeah I'm gonna have to take a hard pass agreed but for Thomas Whaley that was not a deal breaker and he actually witnessed a hanging there back in 1852 even before he bought the property he was there with his son watching the hanging of a man named Yankee Jim Robinson Mm. and Yankee Jim Robinson he was hung get this For trying to steal a boat. Oh my gosh. He didn't even get away with stealing the boat. I guess he wouldn't have if he got caught. But I mean, that's like pretty much murder in my eyes. Like stealing is not a crime that you kill somebody over. Well, it's like, you know, go back to like our episode on the Tower of London and the torture and stuff people went through back in the day. Thank goodness we didn't live back then. My goodness. Oh, I know. Just horrible. So... He was executed for that. And, in fact, his execution, I guess, was particularly bad. One thing that I read was that he was, like, kind of tall. And mm-hmm. so when he they hung him, like, his neck didn't snap right away. Like, his, like, toes, I guess, were still, like, kind of on the ground. So it was, like, a long ordeal for this dude to die. And meanwhile, Thomas Whaley's just, like, hanging out with his son, having an afternoon at the gallows, watching wow. this go down, right? so anyways he buys this plot of land and decides to build this home and the house was completed in 1857 and thomas and anna Whaley moved in and over the course of that time they ended up actually having three different children in the home there now when they built it it's a little bit unique it's not just your average house so in the downstairs portion of the home they put a general store and like another area that was kind of used for multiple things, but the main thing it ended up being used for was actually a courtroom. Hmm. So the downstairs wasn't really used as a living space for the family. The upstairs, however, was. And one room actually was rented out to be a theater in the upstairs as well. So, like, they didn't just build this house to live in, they built it almost as a business opportunity. Wow. How big is this house? It's big. I, you know, it's a two-story, but it's definitely a mansion. You okay. know, it's it's nothing insanely massive, but it's a it's a mansion for sure. Right. And and I will say I've heard about the Whaley House, and I've I've heard some stories. I think I've seen or heard something about it years ago. But I'm a ghost person. I really do not remember a lot of the details. So this is all new to me. Good. Well, so they built the house and. Of course, some tragedy has struck there, right? And in fact, you know, the family actually kind of believed the house might be cursed because they decided to, you know, buy this land where the gallows used to be. You know, for one, they had an 18-month-old son that was born there, and he actually died of scarlet fever, and his name Uh. was Thomas Jr., so a little baby passed Mm -hmm. away there. Then one of their businesses actually was burned because of arson. And so the family was just devastated by these two things kind of happening side by side and they decided to move. They still owned the house and still had the general store there, but mm-hmm. they left and they went to San Francisco where they had three more kids. So over the t- course of this time, they actually had six kids in their family. So a pretty big family. And You know in San Francisco there was a huge earthquake that hit I guess Mm -hmm. and I don't know exactly what happened but I'm assuming that maybe there was some damage to the property they were living at there and then they were forced to move back to the Whaley house in San Diego the next unfortunate death that occurred in the home was their daughter Violet and she apparently had like a horrible marriage that just went bad I don't know what all the details are there But as a result of that, she decided to commit suicide. And she went to the outhouse on the land there and actually Mm -hmm. shot herself in the chest, very close to the heart. The family actually discovered her and she was still alive out there. Oh, my gosh. And so Thomas Whaley, the father, actually, you know, picked her up and brought her back into the house. And that's where she later died several minutes later. So she passed away from being depressed and just terrible that is just tragic and that's the last of like the big tragedies that are on record but there have been three other members of the family that just died in the home right so Mm -hmm. Anna Whaley the mother she also died in the home so we have I think like six different people that we know from the Whaley family alone that have passed away there right so let's get into the hauntings so the hauntings at the whaley house started a long time ago this isn't just like something that popped up and started occurring which we've seen in several of our episodes right the first reporting of ghostly activity here was over 150 years ago not long after they built the house thomas whaley actually believed that yankee jim was actually haunting it because that was the execution that he witnessed Mm -hmm. and he thinks that Yankee Jim was there kind of like messing with them. Why? What was Yankee Jim doing? So mainly what they would experience is really heavy footsteps. And we know based on records that Thomas Whaley, you know, the family wrote journals and kind of, you know, cataloged some of their sightings. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of this stuff that like we, I mean, we don't know that he saw a ghost or anything, obviously, but we know that the family had a record of that through their journals that this was something that was occurring. And mainly it was heavy footsteps that he attributed to Yankee Jim. But the other thing that people experience to this day is if you're actually walking up the staircase of the home, a lot of people will either get like shortness of breath or they'll get like what feels like a tightening around their throat. And if you look at their throat, they'll have like actual scratch marks no. that look almost like a rope mark. Oh my gosh. That is scary. So, my thoughts on the whole Yankee Jim haunting, it makes complete sense why Thomas would attribute that because that's what he saw. He saw Yankee Jim. But the reality is, if this location was gallows, it could be any number of people haunting that place. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. It, it really could have been. But interesting that the haunting started all the way back then. I think and that's kind of cool. Interesting that he witnessed a hanging and chose to buy the land on the property. I mean, I tell you, he set himself up for that to have you a haunted gotta, house. Can't pass up a deal. I guess. Now, so Yankee Jim is one of the more popular ghosts at the house. Mm -hmm. But of course, there is a ton of other ghosts. The other person from the Whaley family that actually saw ghosts was actually their daughter. She was the last person to live in the house, one of their youngest children. And she actually saw both of her parents on the second floor, apparitions of her own family there. And they continue to haunt it to this day. Hmm, That's cool. Now, Thomas Whaley, most people, when they see him, he's actually leaning over the banister by that stairway and kind of like looking down at people. Numerous people have seen this, especially people that work there. And it's interesting that they'll see him kind of in that same position. Mm -hmm. The other thing, and one of the more common things that people experience at this house is the smell of cigar smoke because Thomas Whaley was a big cigar smoker and I even saw one report that he will blow tobacco smoke in people's faces Mm -hmm. and I wonder if that's just people like saying a very dramatic version of they smelled cigar smoke or are they like physically seeing this ghost like blow smoke in their face Mm -hmm. that's interesting I welcome it come on bring it on if we go to the Whaley house yeah right if a ghost started blowing smoke in your face you would run out of there 100% but it would be a cool experience and you know it's better than some other scary like demon hauntings that we've run across I'll take that at least Thomas was a real person yeah for sure now Anna Whaley she also um, haunts the house and she is known for wearing a green dress there so most people that see her see her wearing a green dress and a lot of times she's actually sipping tea in the parlor room which is interesting now she actually caused 911 to get called at one point because one of the people working there was actually closing up and they were trying to set the alarm and there was a voice that said why are you here something like that and the worker like panicked and like shut the door before they set the alarm. And the alarm ended up like going off. And so the police showed up and the police officer claims that he saw a woman in green standing in the parlor of the home. And they think that that is Anna Whaley. They're pretty sure about that. The other Whaley family member that you are going to hear is Thomas Jr., So apparently you can hear baby cries, you know, anywhere um, in particular in the home. Now, some of the other things that you can look for while you're there is the sound of music playing. So from the theater that's in the upstairs, sometimes you'll hear like vaudeville music. But also Anna was a professional musician and they have a music room. So a lot of times you are going to hear music and stuff like that coming from that room when nobody is in there. That's something we hear a lot in a lot of different places, right? It is. Absolutely. Now, the other ghost is Violet. So remember the daughter that committed suicide? She apparently is seen quite a bit, her, you know, her apparition. In fact, I saw one thing that said that Regis Philbin was doing a tour of the house and he actually saw her in there and he claims like, yeah, I definitely saw a ghost at the Whaley House. So okay, this is so many just full-figured apparitions. I f- we have got to go. You don't hear about full-figured apparitions all that often. I mean you might hear about them but not accounts from what seemed to be credible sources. Right. You know, that many accounts, I should say. I mean, I don't know Regis Philbin personally, but I feel like I kind of do because I've seen him everywhere. And I I mean, I believe him. Would he make that up? Also, the cop and the daughter seeing her parents at the top of the. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, we don't know these people, but gosh, that's a lot of accounts. It is. And in fact, what's crazy is I have another story about the cops getting called.
1: Really? So
0: you know, inside the house, there's a lot of activity, but there's activity outside the house too. Like you can actually see a ghost outside. And so somebody called 911 and said, there is a woman weeping outside this home. Can somebody go check on her? Like, I don't know what's going on. So a cop showed up, it was like dark outside, I guess. And he saw a woman out there sobbing in the yard and he walks up and he says, are you okay? And the woman turned around and smiled at him. And he shined a flashlight on her and she disappeared. Whoa. And they think that this is Violet. And apparently that cop, like he'd never even told anybody about this up until like his retirement. Because I don't think he wanted people to think he was nuts. Mm-hmm. And so then he was like, yeah, I saw a ghost at the Whaley house. I have chills. That is crazy i I picture that story in my mind when you tell it if you're going to see an apparition this is going to be a good place for it um we'll get into like the tour options here in a little bit i don't know that you're going to see it on a daytime tour i mean maybe you will but there's so many people that go to this place i think they have a hundred thousand visitors a year going to the whaley house it is a big attraction there in san diego but before we get into that, I have one other ghost that is my favorite ghost of the whole place, and actually one of the more common sightings and experiences here, and that is a ghost dog, Lindsay. And this ghost dog, they think is- We love our haunted animals. Like we our do. animals. <laughs> well, and this dog is apparently like really active and likes people- and its name is Dolly. So if we go there, we're going to have to bring treats and stuff and toys yeah. for the dog and be like, Dolly, come out here, you know, and try to oh, get yeah. um, something to happen. But apparently this dog, you can see it, but you can also like feel it licking your legs. Oh my gosh. And your Let's toes. hope it's a dog. Let's I know. hope it's a dog. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, maybe we don't want to lure that thing over with treats. (laughs) I I just want to see it. I don't need any of the the other. Yeah. and there was one other thing that I wanted to show you guys so when I was researching this I ran across I know I talked about this a little bit in the the Sally House episode there's this old 90s show called sightings and I keep running across it sometimes when I do these episodes and they had a pretty good audio clip that was played and this was from a a news reporter that went there and was interviewing people and she had decided that she was going to record everything and back then of course it was like a tape it wasn't digitally recorded but she was going to record every room and then go back and kind of review the audio and they caught something kind of interesting in the background so let's take a listen at lindsay i'm curious to see what you hear okay so was that was that on there when it was a courtroom thing? yeah oh and it's a girl. Oh, a girl. this is an interesting one a girl. do you feel good Oh, yeah. What does it feel like? Ah! So, Lindsay, when you listen to that clip, do you hear anything in the background? So, if I'm listening carefully just to the background and not their conversation, I'm hearing like uh, something like banging together, like clicking or not really clicking, but hitting something. So, what they think that sound was is actually billiard balls. And when they recorded that audio, they were actually in the courtroom in the house, which is an odd thing to say. Um, But apparently at some point, you know, one of the sons kind of used it as a place where him and his friends would get together and do kind of like a a weekly billiards game because it wasn't always an active courtroom. And so they would play pool in there on a regular basis. And it's interesting that it sounds like billiard balls going and to me it sounds very clear like it's billiard balls do you want to listen to it one more time and see if you hear it again yeah i'd like to listen to it one more time so was that was that on there when it was a courtroom yeah oh and these are ghosts this is an interesting one do you ever feel good oh yeah what does it feel (laughs) like definitely billiard balls right isn't that crazy so I just thought that was an interesting EVP because to me it was clear as day I thought that was pretty cool very interesting I love EVPs and you know it's hard to say right because we don't see video and we can't really tell what's going on there you know just you just never know somebody might be in the background and they might have forgotten that someone was making that noise but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, re listening to it, it does sound like somebody's back there playing pool. So, today, Lindsay, the Whaley House is actually considered a historic home, but it is a museum. So, it's not a place that you can stay the night. However, there are tours and there's also a private option later at night so if you want to get your ghost hunting in there is the ability to do that at this place now like i said they have a ton of visitors go through there every single year And, you know, I watched some videos of people just kind of going on the daytime tour. And while they're in there, it is not just them. Like it is quite a few people walking around at the same time. So although you might get lucky and experience something like maybe you'll smell the cigar smoke or the dog Dolly will lick your toes or something like that. I don't know. stuff like that it could absolutely happen i think during the daytime tour now all of their tours for the most part are self-guided and you cannot buy the tickets online you literally just show up to the whaley house and you purchase your tickets now the daytime tour is ten dollars and there's discounts for seniors and children and stuff like that but that's the standard adult rate They also have a nighttime tour that is only $13, and that's kind of similar. It's a self-guided tour. You show up, and there's going to be other people there. Now, the other thing that I found that I thought was cool was an after-hours private tour. So this is going to be anytime after 10 p.m., And it's kind of based on availability for when they have people available to like go there, let you in, show you around to to do your thing, right? So there's no like set hours on the website for this. So to set this up, you need to call them at least two weeks in advance to get your private nighttime tour, okay? And how it works, it's a two-person minimum, and it is $75 a person for one hour okay so the first hour is seventy dollars each for every additional hour it's an additional fifty dollars woo so a little pricey but this is also like the whaley house so right i mean i think it would probably be worth it if you happen Mm -hmm. to be in san diego to try to set that up i'm curious about like the thirteen dollar evening tours and I wonder how many other people might be around because it is self-guided. I wonder how easy it would be to like bring a K2 meter, you know, and do a little bit of ghost hunting on that tour. I'm sure you could bring that, but I mean, there are going to be other people there. How many people? I don't know. And I'm sure it's seasonal to some degree, right, too. like. In October around Halloween time I have a feeling they're a little bit busier than normal right and then other times of the year although like I said in some of the videos I watched of people touring it there was quite a few people there but I did not see an example of what the nighttime tour would look like but obviously the private one would just be you and your friends it would really be neat but I'm also not Oprah (laughs) yeah I mean, $75 a person, you do not have to be Oprah to afford going to the Whaley house. I hear you. I think that you only get one hour though for that $75. And we know that ghost hunting takes time. It is the Whaley house. It's really haunted. And so you very well could have something happen. But sometimes you got to sit a while and you you really got to wait for something to happen. It just doesn't happen. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because they actually have a maximum of three hours. So the most that you would be charged would be $175 if you think about it per individual, if you, which is still a lot, if you took the full three hours. Okay. So that's, that's a little bit more, you kind of put a number on it, right? So. Right. That's going to be their maximum. Before we wrap up the show, we did get another listener email with an update on their stay at the Foley house, and I believe, Lindsay, they actually got to stay in Mrs. Foley's room. Yes, so we did. We got an email from Matina and she says in her email, I'll kind of read most of it and and maybe leave out a little bit, but uh, she says, Hey ladies, love your podcast, especially the ones in Savannah. That's one of her favorite places to visit. I go to Savannah often as I can and I've stayed at the Gastonia, the Foley Inn, and she loves the Gastonia the best. She didn't have anything happen. She did stay last December at the Foley house and she's been told even that she's maybe sensitive to spirits. So she does have a good sense in uh, whether or not she sees ghosts or has them around her we being my husband and I stayed in mrs. Foley's rooms remember that's 301 according to our last show um, and didn't sense anything however I did recently this June eat at a restaurant the 1790 Inn, and it was spooky in the restaurant I agree we've been to the bar there it's very damp and heavy feeling the pink house is another great place to check out and it is haunted, we've been there too, we love that place. If I happen to visit any places in Savannah, since we go there often, we'll be more than happy to pass it along to you. I love your podcast, it's my favorite, keep up the good work. And that's so awesome. Thank you for emailing us, Matina, we love these stories. It's so cool that you've stayed at the Foley House and we've been to a lot of the same places. Uh, one part I didn't read, um, she did have a ghost encounter when she was a kid and and wrote a book about it, which is really cool, so. Totally. Um, Thank you, Matina. On a side note, we mentioned Lisa had a allergic reaction uh, during our trip to Savannah recently, and that was at the Old Pink House. No fault of their own at all. It was a kind of a freak occurrence. That's one of our favorite restaurants. Yeah, it was definitely a freak occurrence. And I'm still trying to figure out what would have kicked that off because I was craving a Bloody Mary all day, right? Right. We go there, I order their Bloody Mary, and it had green chili-infused vodka, and I remember my first sip, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Remember, Lindsay? I was like, I was like really yakking it up, like, oh my god, this tastes so good. You had like, you were like me when I'm eating watermelon. Like, essentially, that was like your face and your reaction. Yes, I mean, it was so freaking good, and then five minutes later, boom. So, I cannot drink that ever again. I mean, I know it's a real bummer and it ruined our whole meal there because after that, I really couldn't eat anything. And the food, we were looking forward to it so much because we just love the old pink house and their food is so good. So that was such a bummer. I know. And right now they're, they're doing pretty good. They're, they're keeping it down to like 50% capacity and they're keeping tables separate and and making sure folks are being able to be there and be fairly safe, uh, considering. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But what a great trip that was. Next time we're going to have to go to San Diego or once this whole pandemic is over, like we have so many trips lined up. Like I just can't wait. All right, guys. We want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, Matina, for sending us that email. Thank you to everybody else. We're going to start reading emails at the end of most episodes, if not all. So send us your stories. You can reach us at yourhauntedholiday at gmail.com or you can just go to our website at yourhauntedholiday.com hit the contact us link you can also find we have new merchandise guys so if you have not checked it out we have a link there on our website and you can buy like a t-shirt a coffee mug a cell phone case stickers magnets whatever you think that you want so go check that out too Um, and find us on facebook instagram twitter or youtube stay healthy and safe everybody thanks for listening